0: I'm Grace Allen, and I'm Ricardo Allen, and we are the Allens. Welcome to our podcast, where we share our unfiltered insights, perspective, and knowledge on this roller coaster of a ride that we call life. Ricardo Allen is down at the 42 and a half, 43. Join us as we go all in on all topics, ranging from changing diapers to preparing for Super Bowl Sunday. Guns it across the middle. Ricardo Allen, the interception. 35, 30, Allen, 25. Welcome to All In with the Allens. Hello, hello. I um, figured I would just sit down and record a, this will be quick, this will be a pretty short listen little pregnancy update. I was debating waiting until after my appointment this um, coming Monday just to have like more facts, but I've had a lot of people ask me what's going on and I figured. One, this is an easier way to talk about it. And then two, it's going to be really cool someday for me and for this baby, I think, to look back on just like the rawness of the journey of pregnancy. And especially with like the VBAC and COVID and like all of these things, there's just so much that I I don't want to forget. Like there's so many details of this that I know I'm going to look back on someday and be thankful that there's record of. So- like I said, there's not a whole lot here. So I was like going to wait until Monday to make it make more sense. But there are some things here. Like there definitely are changes from the last time I sat down and recorded. So I just finished eating some peanut butter crackers, which I think was probably the worst decision I could have ever made prior to sitting down and trying to talk and record. So let's get to it. This last Wednesday, I went down to Emory hospital where I will be delivering the baby. And I had to meet with a perinatal specialist, I believe is what it was called. Don't get on me if I'm wrong about that. But essentially they did, it was like a high risk um, ultrasound, although baby is healthy. Like there's nothing wrong um, health-wise with the baby, thank God. But this this um, doctor and their ultrasound techs, they're trained to pick up like Details that sometimes can be missed. So I was sent there specifically to get that measurement that I was um, talking about on Instagram and mentioned in the the last pregnancy update. So the reason that measurement was so important, as I mentioned before, but I'll kind of like bring full circle now, is because the baby is breech, and if that measurement is over the number of one, it is deemed unsafe to try to have a breech birth. So reading between the lines, what this essentially means is that a measurement over one means that if I go into labor and the baby is breech, I have to have a C-section. There's no way around it. Because what that means is that the head of the baby is larger than the belly of the baby. And so with the breech birth, the belly would obviously come out first. So we can't play around with the baby's head being larger and being entrapped is what they call it, which is absolutely horrifying to think about. So. That is what I went down for the appointment for Wednesday was to get that, that ratio, that number. And then from there we are able to kind of like hammer out a plan. Granted, I use the word plan very loosely because as anyone who has ever been pregnant before knows, like there's only so much you can plan for when it comes to pregnancy, when it comes to like how you want to bring your baby into the world. And honestly same with motherhood. You can have all the plans in the world of the kind of mom you're going to be and the things you're going to do, but like when you're actually in those moments and in in it, it's uh plans are kind of a funny thing. So I'm use the word plan very loosely and jokes are on me because I, you know, thought that I have put all of the the balls in my court per se, you know, throughout this pregnancy with chiropractic care and hiring a doula and switching to a different physician and all of the things that I could potentially do to make, you know, this go as planned and this baby is still breech. So I made a note in my phone because I wanted to be sure to not miss any points as I sat down and rambled. So here is the official update. As of Wednesday's appointment, The baby is still breech, which I could have told you prior to an ultrasound because you just kind of get used to feeling movements where you feel them. And like I mentioned um, on Instagram, like the head is, it's very easy to know that you're feeling a head and it is under my left rib. So I was not surprised at all to find out that the baby was still breech. But what I was very surprised to find out is that it's now in an even less optimal breech position, if that makes sense. So all along, well, from 30 weeks on, the baby has been what is what is called a frank breech position, which is when its bottom is in my pelvis. So the bottom is presenting first, its head is up under my left rib cage, and then its legs were folded up in front of its face. So literally think about the baby being folded in half, and that is considered frank breech. So that is the kind of breech that they will allow a vaginal birth with because there's nothing that can really get stuck, if that makes sense. So from my doctor's appointment to my specialist appointment on Wednesday, the baby went from being the best kind of breach to the worst kind of breach, which I say very loosely and kind of humorously because it's like, this is just getting ridiculous at this point, if I'm being honest. So now the baby is in a complete breach position, which means that its knees are pulled into its chest and its knees are bent. So imagine if you were to jump off a diving board into a pool and do a cannonball, that's the position that the baby is in and you cannot birth that any other way than a C-section. So, the the negatives are that it went from being the most optimal breech position to then to now being the worst breech position, but the positives and I'm still holding on to hope is that this shows me that the baby is still able to move. So for a minute there, I was wondering like, okay, is this baby stuck? But now I know like it's not stuck and it's just choosing to be this way because in the matter of a Monday to Wednesday, two or three day span, the baby was able to change their position. And the other thing that I've been thinking all along was like, I'm going to know, like, I'm going to feel an obvious change when the baby moves and I didn't notice that. So that gives me hope that maybe things can still happen if that makes sense. So the biggest positive of everything is that the baby is healthy. And at the end of the day, like everyone says this and it's a hundred percent, the truth, like healthy baby, healthy mom. Of course I could not agree more. Those are the two biggest goals of this whole thing, but I have things that I hope can happen and I'm not afraid to say that. So Healthy baby, healthy mom, 100%, but I'm going to do everything, continue to do every single thing that I can moving forward until this baby is out of my body. (laughs) So let's move on to the next big thing that had to be determined that day, and that was that number. So the number compares the circumference of the baby's head to the circumference of the baby's belly, and that number has to be one or less to allow me time to go into labor and see what happens. The negatives... The number was bigger than one, which indicates that the head is larger than the belly, which means that this is not safe for vaginal delivery. So not really a whole lot of positives there besides it's really, it's just negative. It's over, it's, it's not good. It means that either this baby finds a way to get its head down by the time that I go into labor or we have to have a C-section. So I was very surprised by this to be honest I I didn't even allow myself to consider that the number wasn't going to be in my favor and I don't know if that was like out of ignorance or just out of like holding on to the last few things that can give me hope at this point because I really I really truly believed in my soul that that number was going to work out and I had wrapped my mind around a breech birth although it was something I really did not want to do like Obviously, you know I I don't I did not want to do it, but it was something that I was willing to, to do, and I came to terms with it, and I have been researching the heck out of it, and watching everything I can watch, and talking to anyone I can talk to that has done this, and like trying to empower myself and do all the things I need to do, and so to find out like okay, sorry that that option is now off the table, as well as all these other things, it was it was very disheartening. So I am now kind of in the frame of mind of I just need to focus all of my time and all of my energy on like just praying that the baby, if it's safe, that the baby can find a way to get its head down um, so that we can move forward. And if the baby can't get its head down and I go into labor or we schedule a C-section, you know, I just have to come to a place of finding peace, which isn't something I'm going to rush into because I don't like to rush the healing process of things. Um, But I have to find a way to have peace with it in the midst. And I need to find a way to change my thinking from the details of this whole thing to just getting in a place of excitement that there is a new life coming into our family and it's it's kind of a realization i had a few days ago that like i've been so focused on preparing myself you know for like doing this vbac and all of these things along the way that i don't want to say the miracle of what is actually happening hasn't been in focus because it absolutely has been like there hasn't been a day that's gone by that i haven't been thankful or like excited to meet this baby, but it's just been a really hard pregnancy. Like it's hard for me to admit that because I have so many friends and family members that have struggled with conceiving and staying pregnant and birthing healthy babies. So for me to sit here and to feel at all, like sorry for myself and for the way that my story and my pregnancy has gone feels very selfish yet at the same time I know that ignoring the feelings I have does not make them go away it just makes them grow and it makes them stay and makes them manifest and turn into things that I don't want so I'm going to be honest about the way that I feel and I'm going to be honest about my healing and I'm not ashamed of that yet I do recognize the blessing and the miracle in it so that's really what I have to say about that I don't know if that made any sense at all but I'm going to talk to my doctor on Monday, going to go over the report with him and figure out what he's comfortable with. I am going to ask that a C-section is not scheduled earlier than 40 weeks. I, I will go in for as many stress tests as I need, whatever I have to do, but I want to give my body and I want to give this baby as much time as possible. So I know that typically doctors will want to schedule early if a baby's in a breech position. Um, but I'm just really hoping that we can find a way to work together and have a game plan so that I can give my body all of, all of the time and give the baby all of the time that it needs. And just to kind of relish in these last few weeks of pregnancy, like I'm so over it. I feel so big. I can't wait to like, just feel like myself again. Yet at the same time, I don't, I, I don't want to look back and feel that. I sold myself short, or I was so over it that I settled for something that, deep in my heart, I didn't—I didn't really want. Based off of the emotion that comes and the hormones that come, and like the end is just really—the end is really challenging. So I'm just going to force myself to stay the course and um, just let this thing ride out. Like even if I end up being pregnant longer than I hoped for, you know, that's fine too. And I just have to have faith that my baby is doing what it needs to do for itself. And I need to continue to have faith that, you know, that God can do things beyond my understanding and he can make miracles happen. And if it's in his will, then this baby will become head down. And if it's not, then this baby will be born via C-section and we're going to celebrate its life and we're going to keep it moving. So I will be honest. I've started to do a little bit more research on C-sections, which is something that I haven't really done, not like the statistics, cause I know all of those things, but like, how do I make a C-section more of a birth and less of a surgery? Is kind of like where I am now focusing my attention. So there are some things that that I have written down. If I do end up in a C-section that are very important to me, they are things that I didn't know I was allowed to ask for prior. And I'm gonna tell you right now, like if I end up in the OR having a C-section, I am going to be very vocal and straightforward about my wishes because it is a birth after all. It is a surgery after all, but like I want that environment and I want that moment, although very different than I've envisioned and I've been dreaming about and meditating on and praying for, I want that moment to be as special for my baby and for me, and I pray that with COVID that my husband is able to be in the OR as well if this is the bridge that we cross. Um, But there are specifics and there are details that are important to me that I've never had the balls to ask for before, and I'm gonna ask this time. So that's where we're at. I will keep you guys updated after my appointment Monday. And thank you again for listening. And for your support and for the messages and the emails and just the number of you that have reached out. Like, I really feel championed on by all of you. And it's something that feels really good. Like, it's been scary to talk out so openly about just like the desires of my heart and just to be this vulnerable about something that is, there's so many opinions and stories. And it's hard sometimes to share, especially when. It feels like every day that we get closer, there's more odds working against me than in my favor. But I will say, like, at the end of all of this, I can't wait to meet this baby. I will be, I will come to terms with however it happened and the amount of stretch and growth that I have endured through this third pregnancy. I can honestly wholeheartedly say that, like, there's not gonna be a whole lot in my life that I can't handle. And as a woman, that's a very empowering thing to recognize, like the power that we have in ourselves. And for me, it's never made more clear to me than through pregnancy and through motherhood. And so I just pray if you're out there and you're listening that um, you know that you're strong and you know that you can do hard things and you know that even if it's things that you don't want to do, you'll find a way to do them and you'll do them really well. So thank you guys so much and I'll touch base soon. Bye. You guys know that I love to share the things that I love most with you. So today I'm really excited to talk to you about a brand that I've literally been living in during this pregnancy. The brand is called Bumpsuit. Bumpsuit is the most comfortable, like when I say comfortable, it feels like butter on your skin and stylish addition to your wardrobe not only for pregnancy but for postpartum or just because. All Bumpsuits are double lined to help smooth and support and they come in a full lineup of styles so that you can take that whole what am I going to wear today thought off your plate. I'm really excited to tell you that you can use code GRACE20 for 20% off your entire purchase. If you're curious about Bumpsuit, check them out on Instagram at Bumpsuit or at www.bumpsuit.co. I'll link both below the episode. That's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. When you have a chance, rate and review. and Hit subscribe to stay all in with new episodes. And if you enjoy All In with the Allens, be sure to share with a friend. In the meantime, follow along with our daily journeys on Instagram at grace.e.allen and ricardoallen37. Thanks again for joining and we'll see you soon. You! Yeah. <laughs>